All right, everybody, welcome back to Agents of Comic Book. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric Jackson. That's right. We're here with our second episode of 2020. We're, we're 13 days into the month. Yes. We're hanging in there so far. Uh, I hope everyone had a good week of reading comic books. Uh, I know I've been, at least myself, I've been binging a lot of stuff on Marvel Unlimited recently. Um, I've been reading, because uh, I don't know if you saw, but there was a trailer for the uh, the New Mutants. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, so I mean that that's a movie that's been in kind of production hell for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, because they're they're like kids, right? Yeah, it's like it's, it's basically like the Teen Titans of the X Men. Okay. Um, but it's got a bunch of really really great characters. So I, I think it's like at least from what I've been reading, it's uh, fantastic. And has that been around for a while? Uh, since the eighties. I was gonna say because you were posting some screenshots and some of the art looked pretty old. Yeah, it was, it's from the eighties, from like the Claremont stuff. Okay. Uh, at least it's spun out of the main Claremont X Men stuff. Gotcha. Um, it, it's got like it's so that's what I've been reading mainly. I've been reading that classic uh, Chris Claremont eighties New Mutants run, and it is fantastic. I highly recommend. Oh really? Especially once it gets to like the more horror themed stuff like there's a character who's like haunted by this like demon bear really can like stalk you through like the shadows it's really cool oh damn i've also been reading a lot of the marvel cosmic like the nova and like guardians of the galaxy stuff but i'm reading that slower it's a little bit chunkier there's a lot to go through there yeah no i I started that uh yeah i read the silver surfer first and then the book we're covering today yeah Yeah. and then i started uh thanos or thanos okay uh, the same um donny cates one that was when donny cates first came over to marvel actually that was oh really the first book he did was that thanos run which introduced cosmic ghost rider yeah that that run was awesome did you end up reading the the cosmic ghost rider mini that comes after that no not yet but I, i definitely need to yeah it's really great it spins right out of that because uh, at the end, like Sur- Silver Surfer, like destroys him, and then he like, goes to Valhalla, and you're like, "Wait, what's oh, happening?" Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it sets up for a really good story. But hell yeah, that's a perfect segue into what we're going to be covering today, yeah. um, which is going to be Silver Surfer Black. Uh, we're doing a Silver Surfer episode today at the last minute because we both read that book and really liked it, so we wanted to talk about it on the podcast today. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, so we're going to be getting to that. Um, I know last week we covered. Uh, Spider Geddon, that was a listener request that was left. Yep. Um, so if you ever want to design one of these episodes, you always can. We uh, have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash agents of comic book. You only have to sign up at the $5 level to basically choose what we're going to watch and read that week. Hmm. So you can like design, you can have us read your favorite book or have us watch your least favorite movie and have us talk shit about it, yeah. <laughs> whichever way it's going to swing. Uh, but if you want to leave a, re- uh, a request like that, you can just sign up at the $5 level and then let us know what you want to pick. Or if you want to just follow us on Twitter, you can. I just want to throw this out there as well. You can find us at Agents of Podcast on Twitter. Uh, that's where I post all of my comic book nonsense. And mm-hmm. you can find out... Uh, clips from what I'm reading, like Eric mentioned earlier. Oh yeah, you can catch into little New Mutants plots, like them trying to rescue Kitty Pride. But <laughs> was New Mutants? I saw the one where it was like Professor X, like getting offended because they were saying uh, they're worried about him reading their mind, oh, yeah. and then he immediately goes to read their yeah, minds. Read their minds immediately. Like, I would never. Yeah, Xavier's a shithead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Xavier. Charles Xavier is not a uh, a role model. <laughs> I mean, if you have psychic powers, you can read anyone's minds. Like, you're telling me you wouldn't. I, you, you, I feel like you got to develop some kind of moral there's obligation. Definitely, yeah, there's definitely got to be some borders. And at least don't be full of shit and be like, I would never. Yeah, at least be, <laughs> at least be honest about it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully people that have those powers, it's like fairly obvious when they do it. Yeah. They have to like do the finger thing on yeah, the Yeah, that would be nice. Right? What are you doing? Uh, I have a headache. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's a part two in New Mutants later on where like, uh, I tweeted about this too. So you, again, if you follow us, you can catch up on all these, but... There's a, a plot where Kitty Pride gets captured by the Hellfire Club, oh, really? and all, none of the New Mutants can drive, and like all the X Men are gone oh, yeah. on like a secret mission. Yeah, I saw that, and like there's nobody around to help them, so they literally have to take the bus to go rescue Kitty. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm like, that is dedication. So there, there's no heroes that can like run or fly. It, 
the uh, that arc took in, took place in the middle of like a giant Marvel event that was going on. Oh, so literally, gotcha. like the Avengers and the Fantastic They're Four, and everyone was gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it, it tied in really well to be like, how are we gonna get there? Well, <laughs> grab bus tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a while. Yeah. Um. But this week we're gonna be talking about, like I mentioned earlier, Silver Surfer Black, uh, which is by Donny Cates and Trad Moore, which is a pretty recent book. Actually, it just came out in trade. Uh, Pretty recently, uh, just uh, just before Christmas, I actually got this as a Christmas gift from oh, my really? sister, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's um, a really it's like an extended, like long version. Yeah, too. I highly recommend getting this book, like uh, physically, not like story. Right? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> not the extended cut. <laughs> um, but if you're gonna buy this book, I mean, obviously, if you like reading digital, do your thing. It's uh, it's gonna be on Marvel Unlimited. It's going up right now. Um, but I highly recommend buying this book in particular uh, as like a physical book because oh, yeah. it comes in what's called like a treasury edition, which I've never gotten before. But it's literally just like a normal trade, but like printed on like wider and taller paper. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Like yeah. the extended version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like physically. Yes. The extended cut. <laughs> Wait, I thought this was an extended cut. Oh, no. I mean like literally. No, it's just bigger. <laughs> we extended the cut. It's longer. No, the story is the same amount of pages. No, like physically longer. Yeah. Oh, that, that seems like a, I got ripped off. There's got to be a better way to word that. <laughs> no, but it's great for a book like this because the trad more art in this book is like fantastic and like very like... Like, uh, bombastic and like has these giant like uh, double page spreads that really make use of this extra space. Oh yeah, very. Uh, sli- and I was gonna ask you too: Is Silver Surfer always like psychedelic? What like the art style? Yeah. No, it's just, that's just a Tradmore thing. Okay. Uh, well, I, I love it, but yeah, it works really well for this because like he's going through like black holes and like other dimensions and like melding with all these like cosmic forces. Like yeah. it works really well for um for the Silver Surfer comic, at least this one in particular. Yeah, it's perfect. This story spun out of Donny Cates' Guardians of the Galaxy story which came shortly before this oh he did a guardians yeah yeah he, is that the one the poster you got uh the yeah that, that i have an art uh i have a poster hung up of um jeff shaw guardians of the galaxy which is uh was it was they put, released that poster as a setup for guardians of the galaxy like donny cates's book oh so that came out like as donny cases was starting yeah because okay. he was the artist on that book so it was, it so was, was like the promo yeah exactly okay um, so yeah, I have a poster of that hanging up cause yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's got like all the guardians members hanging out cause all that it's meant to represent like how that book opened, which is what sets this book up. Okay. Cause all the cosmic kind of characters in Marvel gathered together in the wake of Thanos's death, which is, it happened in a pretty recent event that they did. Okay. Gamora cut his head off. Nice. <laughs> um, and so they're all gathering around like Thanos's, uh, corpse and they're like, well, Thanos left a will and it's like pretty cryptic. Like he left a will. Yeah. Thanos like leaves him. Who would him- give a shit about what Thanos wants after he dies well Thanos like basically wants to gloat because he like leaves a message oh. saying like I'm going to, I, I have a plan and I'm going to reincarnate myself but oh, anyway that's a whole Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy okay. thing if you want to read that book gotcha um, but the, my point what, that I wanted to get to was the Black Order attacks this meeting uh, to take Thanos's body and to do that they open up a black hole like right outside the space station where they're holding the meeting mm-hmm. so all these cosmic characters including the Silver Surfer get sucked into this black hole and so that's the Black Order being like, okay, they're all off the board. Now let's do our job. Okay. Um, and so a lot, some of them get free. That's You see that in the opening of this comic. You see like Beta Ray Bill and Cosmic Ghost Rider like teaming up to escape the Black Hole. And Silver Surfer kind of helps them out a little bit to try to get out. Um, but Silver Surfer, we see this in the opening, kind of falls back and mm-hmm. falls farther deep into the Black Hole. Yep. And the black hole literally sends him back in time. And we kind of get him on this like very alien looking planet 
which is like really colorful and pretty really cool looking. It's awesome. And there's these aliens here who like don't speak English, and he's like trying to communicate with them, figuring out what the hell's happening. Yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer does battle with these guys, trying to like you know talk to him, but there's no communication that they, that can be had. Yeah, it kind of looks like the Futurama like script. Like, you know, they're, they're alien, like, uh, oh, like the writing they, they use. Yeah, yeah, I guess a little bit. Kind of looks similar to that. In, in order to defeat them, though, he finds that, like, this whole planet seems to be surrounded by some kind of, like, darkness that keeps trying to envelop him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he ha- and, like he tries to defeat these enemies, and he creates, like, this little star of light that kind of re- repels them. But at a cost, it kind of, like, uh, puts this, like, black goo around his hand. Yeah, it's and like so, symbiote. So we, that's essentially going to be a theme throughout the, these whole five issues, is any time Norrin uses his powers, he's going to have to give up a little bit of, like, his own body, you mm-hmm. know, to do it. Uh, and so he defeats these creatures using this mini star that he creates, and then he finds out that they were actually uh, guarding this yeah. door. <laughs> kind of fucked up. And the door opens, <laughs> and then we see it's it's Null, the god of the symbiotes. And, then, and I'm assuming this isn't the first time... We've seen this dude? No, but he is a pretty oh, yeah, recent you, character. Yeah, you told me about uh, where he got introduced. Yeah, because that's what's kind of... At least I find this interesting about Silver Surfer Black. I know that some people weren't a big fan of how uh, how it worked like this, because Donny Cates is kind of weaving together all three of his books Okay. Uh, together right here in, in the, at this point. Because, that's kind of cool. Because uh, he's also writing... He was writing Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was writing Venom. Ah, so gotcha. this this ties in both of those books into this Silver Surfer book that he's doing now. Okay. Um, because Null is just to do a little bit of, of debrief from Venom is basically the god of the symbiotes. He was around at the dawn of the universe and killed a celestial, took some of its power, okay. and created this uh, like this black uh, gooey sword essentially Sludge, called yeah. the Necro Sword. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the source of his power. Although he was already like kind of a god. Like the god of darkness, essentially, is what yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got a great uh, like design. Yeah, he, he's just like very metal. <laughs> yeah, he looks just like a, a like a rock metal demon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so he's basically the god of darkness, and he uses that to create the symbiotes eventually. Okay. Uh, but for now, the symbiotes are very like. Uh, just like tools he uses, it seems like at this point. And so, so this was a Donny Cates creation. No, was yeah, it yeah. Was, it was lore he was adding to the. Venom so, stuff. so were people pissed off about him putting kind of like a creator, like up, like a like a force on like symbiotes? Not from what I've seen, because honestly, this is the best Venom book anyone's gotten in a long time. Because I was gonna say, like before that, what a, what's the explanation for where symbiotes come from? It was a planet. There was a Brian Michael Bendis, I think, ah, thing okay. that he made where there was like a planet of symbiotes, and and this origin does work with that and makes it work with it. Yeah, it could you, still it could still work. You see it later in this book because I could actually talk about that now because that's where this book goes next is. Uh, Norrin Rad recognizes oh, Null yeah, yeah. because he's like, oh, I've, no, I've done battle with Null before. And we see a flashback to him in modern times. Yep. Um, because this black hole sent him way back in time. That's what we find. Like he found the Null he's talking to is like an ancient Null. I was going to say this yeah. is this close to like when probably not too long after he like ate the Celestial or whatever. Probably. Yeah. Because this is because this is before Galactus even be, arrives in the universe. So it's oh, got to be yeah, really, yeah, really fresh. Like, yeah. Galactus isn't even born. Yeah. So it's got to be very fresh. Um, cause, cause no, will eventually like the symbiotes turn on him. Uh, even though he's their creator, they all kind of gang up and then like restrain him. And then it's, that's what we find out is it's not a planet of symbiotes. It's literally null surrounded by symbiotes being held prisoner. Yep. And we even see like the silver surfer encounters this planet and like tries to like communicate with the symbiotes on the planet. Yeah. But like, they're not like they're, they he actually finds out they're more scared of him than they are. null. Yep. Because, and now he realizes why it's because he made their God bleed all like a billions of years ago. Yeah, exactly. And so we go back to ancient times, and now he's running into Null, essentially for the first time, but now for the second time. I know. Yeah, time travel. The, <laughs> yeah, the time travel like timeline works out really cool. Yeah. Null catches up with 
the Silver Surfer and he like senses how much power he has and he's like, oh, I want to control this. Like I'm going to make this mine because mm-hmm. he has these symbiotes which which can essentially take over a body and do whatever he wants with it. So yeah. he takes the symbiotes and like attacks Norm with it and we see like kind of a really cool like kind of early stage prototype of like a Venom symbiote in engulfing Norm Rad and we get like a, a Venomized Silver Surfer. Yeah, it looks awesome. Which looks really great. Yeah, so it's like a uh, he calls it his um his Void Knight. Oh yeah, that's right. So he's going to use him as basically like his own herald. Norm actually gets rescued by this mysterious voice that we hear off screen who mm-hmm. kind of like wakes him up and gets him to like break free, like gives him like the this moment of lucidity he needs to escape Null. Yep. And so he flies away and we find out that his rescuer, the one who was sending him messages and got him to wake up, was Ego, the living planet. Which you'll know if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Sure, yeah. If this is your first book with, with Ego, this is... Uh, so I was going to say, because did you tell me Ego is not really that big in the books? Or he's not like that well? Or no, not- Ego's a big character. It's just they changed him a lot for the movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, like he's not... He doesn't turn into like a man... Like, um, I mean, I guess he probably could, but he does oh, yeah, a lot. I guess, yeah. But it's just that they more more so like he's not tied into Peter Quill at all. Like those two characters aren't related even a little bit. Is he like um, like evil in any way? Does he have a whole thing about consuming planets? No, no, not really. Okay. Uh, he he's literally just like a living planet, just like a yeah. chilling living planet. Like if you fuck with him, he'll fuck with you. Because in yeah. the book, he's kind of just like a good dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's in, just in, like, oh, what up, bro? Let yeah, me help you out. No, in this kind, he's great in this comic because especially the design of him, like the way oh, Trad awesome. Moore designs him. Yep. Like I can't say enough about it because like you don't notice it all at first, but as the comic goes on, you see him from different angles and perspectives. You can mm-hmm. tell like. Uh, his mouth is like like canyons, like almost, and like his eyes are moons. Yep. So like his eyes, like the moons will line up when he wants to look at something and like create a lens like yep. for him. So if you're looking at it at the right angle, two moons will line up and look like pupils in his eye. Yeah. Like, it's amazing, like the way he designs this character. Yeah. This is probably like. At least in recent memory, this is the best art I've seen, like in a comic book. Oh, nice! Like that, pr- that, probably like one of my favorite of all that's time. That's a bold, a bold statement. I like. Well, it, I mean, take it for as you want it, because I, well, ha- I don't like. I don't have the most. Bo- yeah, we've yeah. read fifteen books at this point, but still, I don't have the most exposure. But I'd say okay. So I'll say but you're not wrong. This is fantastic. In the art. ones we've read on, on this podcast, that's this is definitely number one. I'd probably put Batwoman number two. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. This is fantastic art. I mean, that's why they put it in this treasury yeah. edition because it really it's earns. Totally it's totally worth yeah. it. It's a piece of art. What's cool too is Ego like instantly recognizes who he is too because mm-hmm. Ego kind of has these like telepathic abilities as well so even though Norin is technically from the future uh, at least from Ego's perspective he still like can catch up so it's nice because Ego kind of like tries to help him heal up and is like well I mean I guess you're stuck here like welcome to the past Yeah. and he's like well we're all kind of all surrounded by dark and things are pretty shitty right now yeah not the best of times no yeah I want to go back where you came from <laughs> Uh, and he's like, yeah, in fact, like, I have a huge pain in my ass right now. Like, no, literally. Like, literally. Because <laughs> uh, we find out there's like this, uh, he calls it a meteor that crashed into him. Yeah. Like, it crashed into Ego. Um, but Silver Surfer goes to investigate to see what was, like, what went into his body. Yeah. There's actually even a cool part where he has to, like, magic school bus his way into the planet. Yeah. Like, while avoiding all the antibodies. I know. <laughs> Ego's like, hey, like, I, I really appreciate what you want to do, but my antibodies are probably going to kill you if you go in me. <laughs> He's like, nah, I got it. Silver Surfer's like, no, where then would Vala be? Ooh, <laughs> swims in. <laughs> right. Um, and then... He finds out that this meteor that apparently crashed into Ego wasn't a meteor at all. It was actually uh, Lifebringer 1, which is the pod that Galactus used to survive 
the end of his universe. Okay. Um, and then that's what ended up turning him into Galactus as well. So was he like from his universe? Were there more of people like or beings like him? Yeah, he uh, Galactus wasn't necessarily like some kind of cosmic being in his old universe. He was a scientist. Okay. It, it yeah, was yeah. it was the machine that he made plus maybe whatever was attacking him and plus the end of the universe that, that created Galactus. Got yeah, because in the from what I remember, isn't it just like a big like microchip almost? What is in the Silver Surfer thing? The thing he finds, it's like a it's like a cube that's like a microchip. It's basically like a life pod. Oh, because okay. uh, Galen, who would become Galactus, is in that life pod. Oh, he I was see. intending to use it to survive the the cataclysm of his universe. Okay, I didn't know if there was like an actual dude in there or if it was just more left of a science no, it, thing. It, no, it's de- there's definitely Galen himself is in that okay. escape pod. Gotcha. Because it, it was meant to like uh, it was because. We find out, like, in, in other comics that uh, called The Ultimates, which I think I've brought up on this podcast before, yep. like, yeah, Galactus was supposed to, like, it wasn't supposed to turn him into a world eater. That was a, an accident of oh, science. Oh, I see. Like, in fact, he was supposed to be, like, a like a bringer of, like, life. Gotcha. To try to, like, r- build the universe back. Okay. Silver Surfer runs into this pod, and he kind of sees it as an opportunity. He's like, well, I'm back in the past. This is, like, Galactus. This is who will essentially, like, the way he sees it, ruin my life. It turned me into a monster. And, like, I could save countless lives by just hurling him into the sun. Yep. And Um, his own, probably. Yeah. So he literally takes Lifebringer 1, the pod, and, like, brings it to the sun, and he's about to to throw it in there. It's, like, really great art, too, because the whole, like, page is, like, white, and it's just, like, this this sun, like, kind of, he calls it a white dwarf, so it all just, like, shines, like, whiteness. It looks really great. And, like, as he's about to throw it in, Uatu the Watcher shows up. Okay, I was thinking of this, too. So, well, I mean, let's keep going, because I have, like, a... I want to know what like your theory of what would have happened. Okay. Okay, because like at least in the the way of like a timeline. Sure. So Watsu the Watcher shows up because Watsu the Watcher uh, has like a kind of a cosmic understanding of time. He he can kind of see where things are going to go, and he's like, no, Galactus is needed for like the way the universe is going to be. Yeah, there has to be balance. Yeah. So like you can't just throw this in here, or else you're fucking everything up. Mm. Uh, and Silver Surfer's like, well, no, I'm going to give this a shot. Like you can't tell me what to do, Watsu. And he's like, well, I can because like I'm, <laughs> I'm all powerful. And right. Silver Surfer's like, no, I'm doing this now. And so Silver Surfer tries to breach his way into Lifebringer 1, like into basically the psychic consciousness of Galactus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he go essentially gets into the pod and like uh into like this kind of astral plane essentially to talk to Galactus. Mm-hmm. And it's get, a really cool sequence. And Galen sees him there, uh, like as a human still. Yeah. Because he's and, still incubating. Yep. And so essentially this is Silver Surfer literally like trying to kill him, like kill him in the crib. Because mm-hmm. he's like he's in there, he's like, I'm still I haven't even been born yet. It's the it's the old baby Hitler. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yep. And so uh Silver Surfer's like, I'm sorry, like I I know you aren't evil yet, but I have to do this now. And yeah, Galen's you- like, Well, before you kill me, I at least just deserve to know why. Like, explain your logic to me. And Noren's like, okay, like, I, you're eventually, like, you're not evil now, but when this machine finishes, like, birthing you, you're going to be uh, a universal force of, like, genocide, essentially. Yeah, the devourer of worlds. Yeah, so in order to stop your evil later, I need to commit uh, an evil now. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, well, how is that, like, any different than what uh, what I'm doing? Like, how is what I'm doing any different than what you're doing? Yep. He's um, like, is it is it better to... To stop an evil with another evil. Yeah, and then, so that's what's, like, Doran comes out of their learning. He's like, wait, no, I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. you can't fight darkness with darkness. Yeah, you have to fight it with light. Yep. Um. So he's like, if I do this, I'm no different than, than Galactus. Yeah, so you gotta, you don't kill baby Hitler. You gotta raise him to be a good boy. You gotta raise baby <laughs> Hitler. You gotta appraise his artistic uh, integrity. <laughs> yes, then maybe he'll be good. <laughs> Just be a painter. Oh, yeah, so I was gonna say, so what do you think would have happened if he would have thrown him in, like, in terms of, in, in more terms of Silver Surfer, 
Because my thinking is he throws that shit in. He either like, there's no way he would just stay there as Silver Surfer because he never would have became Silver Surfer. Yeah, I guess it depends on what time travel logic you're, you're going uh, with. That's true. But yeah. I guess the and traditionally you would say like if he throws Galactus in there, then he would wind up back on Zen La with his wife. Or would he just like? I feel like he'd almost just the next thing he'd remember is just being born. He would just be born as a baby. Well, that's what I mean. Is like he would stop existing, but he would go like only. But once exist. that came back in the timeline, right? He would yeah. only exist in his regular time. Yeah, yeah. And then Galactus would never come, and he would just live a normal life. That's yeah. I figured it was either that or like it would just kind of do the Marvel thing where it would break off another chain and create a new timeline yeah. where an alternate his alternate self would have that like good life. Yeah, I mean time travel rules are a little bit wonky even within the Marvel universe. Yeah, like every writer kind of does it differently. Yeah, and there's yeah there's no reason to get scientific. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we read Doomsday Clock, which had time travel, and we hated it, so oh, we, don't, yeah. we don't need to go into that. I like this time travel. This time travel well, works actually, a little bit better. Well, yeah, I mean, it, there are still parts, but not like as massive as destroying Galactus as a baby. So Silver Surfer, he, uh, he like I said, he essentially decides, well, I can't fight it darkness with darkness. I need to fight it with light. So mm-hmm. he, he gets a new plan. He goes back to Ego, and he says, listen, I have a new plan. I'm basically going to try to gather a bunch of... He, it's essentially life energy or like light, he calls it, mm-hmm. from different worlds around him that are going to be swallowed up by darkness and like stores them into his chest like as cosmic energy to like uh, to take with him in his fight against Null. Yep. And Ego's like, well, I don't know what you're planning on doing with that, but I hope it's enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when Null attacks. Null takes like his symbiote dragon yeah. to, to go fight uh, the Silver Surfer, it's which badass. is awesome. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love the symbiote dragon. It's so awesome. Uh, and he, he's got his like uh, his necro sword with him as well. And it's yep. just like it is. It looks like a uh, flying cavalry. Yep. And the coolest part, too, is when Norrin's ready to do battle. And he pulls he, out his sword. Yep. He, he like <laughs> does a backflip over the sword, dodging the dragon. And then as the, the, the board comes back, it forms over a hilt. And he essentially has a surfboard sword. Yeah. It, it's like a, it's kind of like a, like an edged, like light wave, but it's just black and white. Yep. But it's and like, it's, it's, it's it like a giant, awesome. like uh cloud strife kind of sword. Yeah. <laughs> just more edges. Yeah, so he's got like a, a sword like cloud from from Final Fantasy. Yeah. So he's doing battle with the Necro Sword, and it looks awesome. Like, <laughs> it's a great final confrontation. It's amazing. And uh, Null eventually gets the upper hand over him. But this is the part I really like, where Null is like trying to infect him with the the symbiote, being yeah. like, "I'm the god of darkness. Like, there's never not going to be darkness. Like, just accept it." Yep. And so that's when uh, Silver Surfer like it's cool because it's almost like a meta statement. Um, because just to back up a little bit, uh, Donny Cates, if you read the letters at the end of this issue, talks about how he was writing the final issue, like, like pretty much the week that Stan Lee died. Oh, really? And Silver Surfer was always like his favorite character. So he like went back and tried to like make it like mean more in terms of like that, especially with the ending here. So that's why he calls back to uh, the classic Stanley Silver Surfer story uh, with the art by Mobius. Yep. Yeah, he even includes a line from that book itself, uh, which is what he says as he's breaking free of of Null. He says, uh, "I hear this voice in my head, that a voice I hadn't heard in a long time." And if you look at oh, it, oh no, it's... if you look at it from a meta perspective, it's like I hear Stanley. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like I hear a voice telling me, like, uh, if we turn from battle now, just because there's little hope of victory, where then would Valor be? Mm-hmm. And so that's when Silver Surfer lights up with light again like you know basically essentially in a meta meta sense after hearing stan lee's voice like talking back to him from the past being like where that you know stand up for yourself like yep. bring back the light uh, and so he uses that to push back null we see that his plan with these life forces that he's gathered was the life force of all these ancient planets um and the planets are 
specifically from ones that he would later as a herald scout out for Galactus. Yeah, that Galactus would have destroyed. So he's going to use these as like cosmic seeds to plant like throughout the universe. So that way, I'm kind of unclear as to how this works, but it's either that he's creating these planets to begin with or he's seeding them out so that way once he destroys, once Galactus destroys them, they'll be regrown. I'm not sure which one of those is I think it's more of the latter. Yeah, that's what I, that's because it seems like he was using it as redemption. So it seems like that's more the redemption story. Yeah, like I don't think this is going to save those planets. Like, well, or, that's what I'm saying, wouldn't it? I mean, it technically, but. I, well, they'd still be destroyed, but then they'd come back. It's the, just the, evened the, out. The people in the culture would survive. Yeah, it's yeah. evened out. So, like, his wife, like, Shalabal may still die, but, like, mm-hmm. the people will be regrown. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, he sends these cosmic seeds out so that they can be regrown. And there's even, like, a really great, uh, you know, he, he's talking through it as well, which kind of hammers the message home where he's, like, like, if you're surrounded by darkness and, like, there's, all, like, all negativity and there's nothing you can do, first you need to, like, focus on yourself, like, mm-hmm. grow a light within yourself. And then once it's strong enough, then you share it. Yeah, let it and, spread. And then as he's saying that, you see, like, him sharing this life force back with, with the universe and it's going to yeah, eventually it's like spread. Yeah, a, a bunch of, like, psychedelic seeds are just floating everywhere. Yep. So it's, <laughs> so it's got, like, a really great message to tie it home, too, where it's, like, uh, you know, everything might be negative and shitty out in the world, but it's, like, just focus on yourself, like, make yourself a better person and then mm-hmm. if you do that like as, as soon as you have that you share it with other yeah, people like it's your it's your like duty to share it with other people yep exactly and so that's what he does he and that he kind of essentially dies doing this too mm-hmm. spreading his life force out yeah but because he's doing it this way uh as the planets come back he gets reformed as well yeah because it's his cosmic energy well newly reformed yeah so he, well he's reformed like the way he looked at the end of this arc which is like because he's used all his power at this point so yeah, he's yeah. like he's the silver surfer black at this point yeah he's got the cool like, so, shade. it's like a shiny chrome mm-hmm. yeah essentially and so he gets reformed right at the moment where he went into the black hole yep uh, as silver surfer black and he'll uh later show up even in thor like with the same look yeah you mentioned- yeah there's a really cool tie-in like before i said i've read this and then read thanos after and in this comic there's a section when um what what's it uata or whatever uatu uatu is talking to him he's you know he's telling him that like that you can't just destroy all darkness and that like in one universe you're not doing this and in a different universe you're fighting thanos with with mjolnir yeah like a bunch of other which things which is from that thanos and then book, in, yeah. and then i read that thanos book right after and then that scene came up like in that book and i was like oh my god yes. yeah and it's cool too just because in the in that future he still is that version of the silver surfer or at least became that version again okay Do- donny cates is is very good and i appreciate this about his writing where he ties in his the different like cosmologies and lore he's building together because there's even some setup in here for thor yep um because they mentioned like galactus mentions when he's in his pod that like uh his universe was destroyed by the black winter which is like the whole setup of the way that uh his new donny cates new thor run is going right now oh okay. it's all about like galactus and the last universe in the black winter and is the black winter going to come for our universe next okay so it's kind of a so he's building on each, each book kind of builds on the next one it's almost like you want to read the whole donny cates reading order of the marvel universe it's, it's awesome. a really cool way yeah to write you know your, your whole story as you come out of the a company uh, all his work since coming over here has been fantastic because he started out with Thanos. Because he he did um, like independent stuff too, right? Yeah, he started out with Image Comics, which is where I started reading his books. Because he does a really good independent comic called Redneck, which that is about uh, Southern it. vampires, which is really great. Yeah, I gotta I gotta start that. Uh, so he, he he's I haven't read a bad book from him yet, so it's it's all really good. I like it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, definitely because. Re- Venom ties into this a lot, and Guardians of the Galaxy ties in with this a lot. Venom, especially, is extremely good, and like, yeah, that's what you're telling me. Yeah, so that one is is a must read. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, so that was the Silver Surfer Black. We wanted to, we, this was the last second decision for us to come and read yeah. this just because we liked it so much. So I hi- highly, highly recommend this book. Oh, um, yeah. Especially, like I said, buy it physically. Get that Treasury edition because it, it's awesome. It's it totally worth it. It's a little it. bit challenging to store on your bookshelf, maybe, but. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit the best, but <laughs> no, you'll but find a way. You'll, you'll be happy you had it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but after this, we're actually going to be talking about a different version of the Silver Surfer. We're going to be talking about <laughs> the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, boy. Here we go. So, as I mentioned just earlier, uh, this was a la- this episode was a last second decision by us because we wanted to talk about that book, Silver Surfer Black. Mm. So I was trying to think like, well, the structure of our show every week we have to read a book and talk about an adaptation based on that book. Like, yep, our options aren't great for the Silver Surfer. We're gonna have to talk about that fucking movie, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> so I was gonna say this is that's the only live action. Silver, yeah, definitely, yeah, for sure. There's a Silver Surfer cartoon, but it's like pretty old school. Oh God, uh, it's not bad actually. It's really, just, it's it's written like Shakespeare, which I think is why it didn't like, like not like Shakespeare language, but like just uh, like high elegant writing is what I mean. Okay, I was gonna say like, what do they like perform plays? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think it would be a, d- a difficult show to to, and plus it's like a straight adaptation of the comic too. So there's nothing really oh, to talk about there. He's just such a Watchman, yeah. Uh, but this is the only live action. The a- this is the only live action adaptation of the Silver Surfer. So this is where we. This is where I mean, we're gonna go. I gotta say, not as bad as I was expecting. No, I was expecting it to be god awful, but yeah. they, they got some things right. I mean, the Fantastic Four as a team are like not that great. But the chemistry just sucks. Yeah, the, it's so the characters bad. and the actors have no chemistry with one another. It's so bad. Uh, Michael Chiklis tries his hardest, damn it. He does. No, I'll <laughs> give him credit. He he gives like it he, his all. He tries to like make like a fun thing in this movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, but so this movie opens up with a planet that I, I had a hard time telling at first, but it's being swallowed by Galactus. Yeah, there's like a, a bunch of like holes pop out of it, or like crater size like it's tunnel being like deals. sucked into itself, and you see like a cloud surrounding it, and then you're like, okay, I guess that planet's. I dead. mean, you find out later that like Silver Surfer like drills holes in like key spots of the planet, and then. Galactus like sucks a, it up like a straw. Yeah, like I, it, it's a weird take. Yeah, Galactus. I wish they would have just had Galactus in here, like how he's supposed to look. That, or, if, or if you're gonna have it be a cloud monster, at least have it be the shape of Galactus. Yeah, have like his like the shape of his helmet in the clouds. Like, yeah, it's because I understand if you tried to make like a what, how tall is it? Like a thousand feet? Wh- uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, like a giant freaking Galactus CGI and kind of use it in a good portion of the movie. That would be. Expen- I mean, I don't think that would be expensive as all hell. I don't think you- the scale of the CGI necessarily yeah, but makes to make, it worse. To make it look good, though. I guess, but like, yeah, just have it look bad. Just do it right. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, just show it for like five minutes. Yeah, just, or even a second. Give me something. <laughs> uh, but it looks like shit. And it so was this, bad. we see the Silver Surfer fly away. Okay, I'll say this. It kind of makes sense story-wise because they kind of build it up to make it, obviously make it seem like the Silver Surfers, the guy destroying the worlds, but then you find out it's the Galactus Cloud. I so, guess. So for story purposes, it kind of works. But yeah, but you can write around that. You can write around Yeah, it. so I, because they want to make it seem like Silver Surfer's the threat, but I think you can do that even if there is a Galactus. Yeah, you can. Because you um, just don't show him. And then you don't, because you can just show Silver Surfer coming to like scout Earth. And then at the end, you show Galactus show yeah, up. Yeah, Silver Surfer can still be threatening even if he's not the end game. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this whole movie is it, this whole movie is essentially obnoxiously centered around Reed and Sue trying to plan their wedding. It's it's the classic like every time they try to do it, it gets interrupted. Yeah, I think at the end of the movie, they're like, "Well, should we try for the fifth or sixth time?" It's yeah. Like, okay, great. Yeah, we get this obnoxious scene during the opening credits where they're all trying to like squeeze in and fly on this commercial jet. <laughs> they literally have the thing like walk up the aisle, and he finds a seat, and it, 
there's a dude sitting in it and he's like, that's my seat. And it's like the middle seat. <laughs> oh, I guess I have to sit in the middle. It's <laughs> like, oh, get it. He's a big guy and he's oh. sitting in the middle. Oh, and the part I had questions about is like later on during the flight, we see Johnny Storm oh, yeah. flying outside, even though he was on the plane. So he must have gotten out mid-flight. Which wouldn't work. No, that would you be a problem. You can't just open the door. <laughs> Unless he like burned a hole through it. Like, Yeah, maybe. Which would be a problem. I mean, he, I guess he could have like gone in like the storage area and like I think having a hole way. in your plane is a bad, is not good. It's not good. No, that's a problem. <laughs> maybe he went through the toilet. Uh, maybe. That's a, that, <laughs> Hopefully that, that, not. That's a scene I need to see. Yeah, right. <laughs> where else can I, where can I leave the plane where it's still safe? <laughs> if it's I'm going option, in. I'm getting blue. Which I, I think they kind of use that as a setup just so Reed can start working on the Fantastic Car, which we see later in the movie. Yeah, which I don't know why they didn't, because this is the second movie and they don't get just it till open the open up with the Fantastic Car. They don't car. get it till the end. Yeah, just start with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, this whole movie is kind of centered around Reed and Sue trying to do their wedding. And although it does give us a, a fantastic scene, my favorite scene of the movie where oh my God. Uh, J- a Johnny Storm goes up to Reed and he's like, hey, listen, are you ready for a bachelor party? I'll throw you one. Like, we, we got to <laughs> have one. It's your wedding. And he's like, I don't I don't know johnny like i don't want there to be any girls there <laughs> and he's like don't worry i got you and so he ends up taking him to like this this club yeah because he's like oh we can't have a party because you Dude, don't have any friends i should have looked up i gotta look up if that music was like just uh generic studio music they made or if it was an actual song because one of the lyrics was literally like let's get emotional and take off our clothes and like it made there's no way that was a song that was literally the line oh that's a famous club song you don't know oh yeah let's get emotional and take off our clothes classic <laughs> and so reed, reed is like trying to like be awkward and then like ben's grabbing drinks mean mugging people yeah he's start there's like these girls sitting around him and he starts telling them about the big bang it's like you're so dumb <laughs> and then we get the best scene in the movie where he gets dragged oh, yeah. out to the dance floor and then the whole crowd makes a circle around him and <sighs> so mr fantastic can start whipping out his dance moves yeah like does like a mick twist and like goes up to the ceiling and oh yeah it, it, some it's like straight up body horror at this point and, and yeah <laughs> it's the, horrifying does like the extended arm worm and like it it's on it's on par with the Spider-Man yeah, dance scene. A- everyone's like cheering, but really, I think they'd be screaming in terror. It'd be terrifying <laughs> because yeah, because then he starts like kicking and then kicking behind him, and people have to like jump out of the way. It's like he's gonna hurt someone. <laughs> so, so they're all dancing. Uh, we, we do get a couple shots. Uh, yeah, and then of course Sue and this military general walk in, like as he's like got his arm around two girls on the dance floor. Yeah, like Reed, what are you doing? Oh, uh, nothing, honey. Nothing, honey. <laughs> and um, we get these scenes of the Silver Surfer kind of starting to scout out the earth um one cool touch that i actually kind of did like uh was that like dr doom is like the first one who kind of like picks up on what's going on yeah that started out awesome until we heard his voice yeah because I, <laughs> I i had uh forgotten the entire first movie I, I have seen it before but i've pretty much retained none of it yeah uh and i had forgotten that dr doom is voiced by like a like i forget who plays him in this movie but like the voice is not right. They don't change the voice at all. Like, like he's, in between... he's, like, he's entirely way too American. Oh, yeah. And, like, he just sounds like, hey there, Reed. Yeah, and he <laughs> he literally sounds like a Bugsy Malone. Like, yeah. like ah, I'll tell you the split, see? <laughs> like, it sounds so bad. But, yeah, he, anytime he's trying to sound intimidating, like, they tried to make him, like, a smartass, which is just not working. Because, yeah, they kind of, they want to play off the whole, like, feud between him and uh, Reed Richards. But it, it's just, because there's a scene where he's in the plane. Well, I don't want to talk about it yet because it's spoil stuff but it's just like they get into their whole banter and it's just like it sounds like a 1930s like black and white like gangster cheesy mm-hmm. movie it's so bad reed and sue eventually do sort of get their wedding together and yeah. they're about to like say their vows where but reed is like literally checking his cell phone like as as he's giving <laughs> yeah, his vows pulls his phone out during the like the procession and brian posein plays the priest <laughs> 
<laughs> just random. And, and he's like, uh, can I finish my thing? <laughs> he's like, just skip to the end. He's like, really? And then the Silver Surfer kind of shows up, uh, flies through the city, and all the power in the city goes out. Yeah, which and I swear to God, thing. we get a scene exactly like the one we did when we did our Green Lantern episode. Yep. Because a scene just literally straight out of Green Lantern where the helicopter runs out of power and, and is, uh, t- is going to fly into this rooftop party. Mm-hmm. And like the, the of course, it's going in upside down, so the blade yeah, is spinning. lands nose first with the blade perfectly, like just above the ground where it doesn't break, but low enough where it's going to chop someone in half. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> literally the scene from Green Lantern. Exact same scene. And uh, Sue stops it with her, her force field and then... Uh, Johnny flies after the Silver Surfer and we get kind of like a chase scene between Johnny and uh, the Silver Surfer. Yep. Who the Silver Surfer eventually catches up with him, grabs him and like takes him into space. Yeah. And Which could have got a lot worse. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of a cool because Silver Surfer like a, is probably the best part of this movie. Oh yeah, they they did pretty much the whole character right as far as I can tell. Yeah, I was looking it up. the The guy who the guy who physically played the Silver Surfer, he was like. The dude who was Abe Sapien, he was the guy in shape, okay. of, shape of Water, Pan's Labyrinth. Like he does a lot. He's he's like um he must be like he seems like he's almost as big as um, like a mocap kind of guy. Yeah, what's his name? Andy Circus. Yeah. yeah, like he's almost as much work as him. And then, but Lawrence Fishburne does the voice of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, which sounded good. Yeah, it's a, it's both on both accounts very good. Oh yeah. And uh, so he takes Johnny into space and just kind of drops him, just basically being like, "No, you have no power. Yeah, like, don't I, don't mess with me." Yeah. And then Johnny falls down, and we actually find out that like. Not only did he uh, like just grab Johnny by the neck and bring him up to space, he must have like affected him with his power somehow. Yeah, because... they never explain it. No, I think it's a reference to like an old school Fantastic Four comic. Oh, but, like there's yeah. a, there's a part uh, like for the rest of the movie, anytime the characters touch each other, they swap powers. Well, just if they touch Johnny. Uh, and I thought it was anytime no, with each other. It's, wasn't ju- it? it's just Johnny. Oh, okay, yeah. So anytime that um, that they touch powers with Johnny, then they swap powers, which mm-hmm. is used occasionally, just mostly for comedic purposes. Yeah, like there's a part where like he touches uh the thing and like michael chiklis becomes like normal again yeah and then it's like uh rock freaking chris evans yep. <laughs> which okay this kind of bugged me and it shouldn't have but like okay so when michael chiklis is a thing they deepen his voice and make him sound all like monstrous and then when chris evans got the thing like uh skin or whatever he sounded the same yeah johnny johnny storm uh thing does not look or sound good it at looks all. terrifying it, it's something that should not have happened <laughs> definitely not um but so and the thing is they probably spent a good like six to eight hours on that makeup just for that just for probably that, 10 second scene for that one scene just praying that that joke is gonna land <laughs> he was probably in thing form for about 10 seconds max but i really hope people laugh at this <laughs> this better be worth it the united states government actually recruits dr doom to try to help him figure out a way to stop the silver surfer which great idea it's one of those situations where they're like we need the world's greatest scientist you know it's not like the united states is above recruiting scientists from enemy countries yeah i kind of wish i knew um or remember the end of the first one because like, did he die at the end? Well, he he must have been in some kind of explosion because everyone's really surprised that he's alive and fine. Yeah, well, because then in the, in the beginning of the movie, they show him, like, come out of a cryostasis. And yeah. then there's some guy and then, like, his hand's all, like, robot but then skin starts to form over it. So now he's all good. Yeah. So the, uh, Dr. Doom and Reed kind of team up to build this machine, this group of, like, four satellites, which will triangulate and try to kind of basically set a trap for the Silver Surfer to capture him. And as they're setting the trap... Sue Storm is planting her beacon, and and Norrin actually flies in, and she sees him, and they actually mm-hmm. have like a short conversation where uh, she's like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why are you attacking our planet?" And he's he says like, "I don't have a choice. Like, this is like just what I do." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, what do you mean? Like, you always have a choice. Like, just stop." Yeah, and he and then. That's where the army general, like, it's it's hilarious, <laughs> no, this next scene. Doom literally goes, 
Oh, no, the army general's like, come on, Reed's like, trap him. What are you waiting for? Yeah. And then Doom's like, well, maybe he needs a little convincing. Yeah, fire a rocket. (laughs) And the commander's like, good idea. No, Doom doesn't even say fire a rocket. Like, that was the commander's idea. Yeah, so the commander, like, fires a rocket at uh, the Silver Surfer and Sue. Sue Storm is, like, a foot away from it. Yeah, so they're like, fuck you, Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Any means necessary. (laughs) Whatever it takes. Reed's like, that's my wife. Right. Oh, shit, sorry. (laughs) My bad. And so, like, Norin blocks the the rocket, obviously, but then uh, the commander, like, loses his cool. He's like, fire everything. Yeah, fire everything. (laughs) (laughs) Rain down hell. And so, like, the Silver Surfer was about to, like, just, like, settle down and, like, you know, talk about his problems. But then everyone's like, fire the missiles. Yeah. And so he flies off. Uh, the, the the satellites do eventually turn on and capture the Silver Surfer. And when yeah. he's off his board, he actually becomes depowered, which is a different take on the Silver Surfer. Yeah, this movie, they made it like his power or his board's the one that has the power. He's just kind of a metal dude and he only has power when he's on the board. That's what I don't understand, because if he doesn't have power when he's on the board, why is he still silver and like, you know? Super- well, no, he, they make him less shiny. He's like... He's like a gray when he's not on the so board. So are they just implying it's a coincidence that he looks like the board? Mm, I'm sure it's connected. I guess. To some extent. <laughs> well, no, because then, then, well, later on when someone else steps on the board, they become like silver. Yeah. And then well, and at, the, at, the, at the very, very end when Silver Surfer's just floating through space, he's not on the board, but he's still like alive. So, you know, like, it's oh, still, yeah. so like, it seems like he's got powers. It's very know. unclear. Yeah, they make it really unclear. But it, the, the only reason they included that was just so that way, because the next plot is going to be all about, like, Dr. Doom yeah. taking the surfboard Steals for the himself. Surfboard. And we get, oh my God, these next scenes, like, there must be gifts of this online, because it's so gif worthy, where it's like Dr. Doom on the board with a green screen, like, <laughs> gnarly. <laughs> like, it looks like one of those classic green screen, like, surfboard things you see. And so he flies away. He's like, ah. Ha ha, Reed. Right. And so we get, we get uh, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, this was the part I was mentioning earlier where Reed's like flying the, the plane that, or where you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, because they take the Fantastic Car to chase after Doom, who's on yeah. the surfboard, which looks ridiculous. Yeah, and he's like riding next to him. He's like, Doom, like we need the board. Like the board is what's drawing uh, Galactus. Or, I don't even <laughs> think they know the name. I don't think they even mentioned Galactus' name, yeah. And, and uh, friggin' Doom's just sitting there like, ah, come and take it, Richards. <laughs> just like, what is happening? Yeah, it, it looks <laughs> and sounds like shit. So bad. I even have in my notes here, Doom on the surfboard looks like ass. <laughs> <laughs> well said. But then the, the, they look up to the sky and it's like, ooh, it's getting cloudy. So you're like, Got oh, it. here comes cloudy Galactus. Here it is. The way they defeat Doom is is kind of uh, comic book cheesy, but like, I guess it's fine. But like, you know, because Johnny can uh, change powers, they all like do like a four-way high five. And so basically giving Johnny all of their powers. Yeah. And so jo- Which that wouldn't work. I don't. I don't know what they're. I feel like is. they would all just get jumbled in between the four of them, yeah. and some of them would get like a mix of the two. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to go with their backwards ass logic, I, mean, I can follow them this far. I'll roll with it. Yeah, I rolled with it. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of cool because Johnny Storm almost looks like the Super Scroll, which is another uh, Fantastic Four villain who takes all of their powers. Oh. So like the way he's using it kind of looks like that, where he oh, can really? like make a stretchy thing fist. Yeah, yeah. And, like you know, a stretchy flaming thing fist. That's and, like, awesome. Create barriers and shit like that. Like it, lo- it looks pretty cool. So that's him. actually like a reference i think so in a way yeah if, if it, it's at least an accidental reference oh yeah <laughs> which i mean it, it looked awesome they, they might have just tripped 
tripped forward into it. <laughs> a happy accident. Yeah. So uh, Johnny Storm actually ends up being the one who gets to take out Doom because he, he's got all these powers and uses it to knock him off the surfboard. Yeah, well, because like, he had to destroy like his gadget thing that connected him to oh, it. Oh, no, I take that back. The one who knocks him off the surfboard is Ben Grimm. <laughs> yeah, because while this is happening, so Storm gets him into like a, a death grip and is trying to destroy like his device. And meanwhile, in this like 30-second span of time, Ben mm-hmm. Grimm manages to climb like a 100-story crane. Yeah, we see him like on the street looking up at this crane, yeah. and he starts climbing the ladder like it's he's like a cl- hu- it's like a hundred feet tall oh yeah it's like it's meant to like build skyscrapers yeah and so he climbs all of the ladder which he would have been like exhausted by the time he and got up there probably would have taken <laughs> if he would have gone at like a, a hefty pace that would have taken a good 20 30 minutes <laughs> so after climbing a hundred stories of ladders he gets to the crane and like starts operating and he's like i got you now victor <laughs> and like swings the crane so that way the beam knocks him off the board yeah just baseball bats I'm like that was your plan the whole time that seems so <laughs> overcomplicated like he was standing at the base of that crane looked up and he's like i got an idea <laughs> right and somehow giant storm knew exactly what he was doing and yeah. that he was in the crane you know, he saw him once he was on flight like 37 oh, he's yeah. like oh he's climbing up there he's really making his time but <laughs> gotta buy a little more oh my god he's climbing fast <laughs> <laughs> he's got super speed and um but even though doom's been incapacitated now we have to deal with uh cloudy galactus yeah they kind of uh they kind of just bat him into the ocean and they don't, they just left it there. Yeah, he kind of, they don't follow up on it, really. So they're just like, yeah, he's either dead or just gone. Yeah, he, I guess they were thinking if, he, if he'll show up again, why not? They're like, like, they don't oh, ha- they're like okay, we're probably not going to get a third movie, yeah, let's, but let's, let's leave let, it open. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's not shoot ourselves in the foot, though. Yeah, let's not throw it away. Um, but this, and this, these next co- uh, couple scenes are, are, are pretty good, despite the fact that they, like, killed Sue Storm for no reason for, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because Doom pulls out, like, a, a metal silver surfer while he's still on the board yeah yeah pulls out a javelin throws it into her chest yeah but then once he gets knocked off the board the javelin like disintegrates yeah and but then she's but still... she's still like taking the damage but yeah. then noren comes by and he's had a change of heart because he says that sue reminds him of uh they don't mention her by name but shalabal obviously yeah. yeah um and so he's like no like that you you've kind of and that's the classic uh silver surfer stories like he like meets these people who help him regain his humanity yeah and he's like no like i i do have a choice which i actually like that line because that's mm-hmm. what she said to him earlier no like everyone has a choice like yeah he, well he tells reed he's like and if, uh, tell her she was right like I do have a choice yep which is like uh, I, I always really like that message where it's like I can't just like stand by anymore mm-hmm. like I have to like act or else I'm responsible yeah that part was kind of weird because like he just kind of like waved his hand over her face but like was doing like a lock twisting motion yeah I don't like, know like I thought it would have been cool what I thought he was going to do is like kind of uh, like pull out like just like a strain of like just silver like that would look dust cool. and goo yeah. and like like he's pulling out like the silver that got thrown into her or whatever. I mean his powers are always kind of ambiguously overpowered so you can just be like he's healing her with the power cosmic I can go with that well and also with that like a little bit after that he like got the chrome back but then there were like patches of chrome missing and they were like the dull gray of when he wasn't on the surfboard yeah i don't know it's almost like a silver surfer black thing yeah it looked weird johnny cates how much inspiration did you draw from rise <laughs> of the silver surfer this was the inspiration <laughs> you watch this movie it's like wow this is it i am inspired <laughs> <laughs> and so silver surfer kind of like flies into the cloud and ambiguously just like does like a light show and then the whole thing explodes yeah 
which is basically all we're going to get from that. Yeah, it was pretty underwhelming. Um, but yeah, so they, they do eventually get married, although the beeper goes off again and which, they have to save the world. Which, like, oh, we finally get our small wedding. We don't have to deal with all, like, the craziness. And it's like, okay, so Sue never wanted a big public wedding. Was Reed really all that adamant about having a big public wedding? Does Sue mention she doesn't want a, b- a public wedding earlier? Oh, yeah, she bitched about uh, it a lot. Oh, weird. Yeah, so you'd think Reed would be the one who'd be like, no, let's just get this over with. Exactly, <laughs> right, because he was the one who's trying to work the whole time. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the movie, thankfully. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie never did get a sequel, although they, just like the Green Lantern, they ballsily set it up for one in the end credits where the, so- the surfboard finds Norrin again. Yeah, and then Sony rebooted it and missed again. Yep, but that'll bring us to the merciful end of this movie. Uh, <laughs> and like, as much as we shit on it, I will say this, better than Green Lantern. Oh yeah, you know, it definitely was, because at least they got the Silver Surfer right, and it, and it actually had like a decent message at the end, there actually were a couple parts that like yeah. did work for me, Oh which yeah, more for than because sure. in Green Lantern I can't think of a single scene that legitimately worked for me. Yeah. But like, really. there's a couple scenes in this movie, particularly between like Norrin and Sue, which worked, I think. Oh yeah. Um, like, uh, So I think like those two characters worked together, and then like most of the, like Chris Evans is pretty good as Johnny Storm, but they don't give him anything to do. They just make him like the wacky playboy guy yeah it almost seemed like they were gonna give him like some kind of responsibility arc but then it's just like he gets a bunch of powers which yeah, doesn't really do anything with that yeah because like there's a there's a sequence when he like accidentally runs into reed and they switch their powers while they're trying to like save these people on a falling ferris wheel and like reed gets all pissed and he's like he's like you're you've helped enough like you're gonna get someone killed and like he's all moping like oh i feel like a screw up and it's like i thought they were gonna build off that like have him like redeem himself but he kind of doesn't no i mean he's the (laughs) the one who takes out doom but that's not really anything that's like different than what he normally does exactly that's not like a a moment of change for him yeah it's it's not like a new it's not like a uh, a higher lesson learned Yeah. yeah Um, I don't know. Hopefully when they adapt the Silver Surfer for like the, whenever they reboot this for the Marvel Universe, like the MCU, hopefully they can do something a little cooler with this. Because I, I, I think that they won't be afraid to actually use like Galactus Galactus. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Because they've been using all like classic Kirby designs for a shitload of stuff. Like they've, oh, been, yeah. re- they've been really leading into it lately. I MCU's think. got the money to do Galactus. Yeah. Well, it's not just the money, too. I think part of it was like this movie came came about when superhero movies were still kind of ashamed of being superhero movies. Yeah, true. Uh, but that'll bring us to the end of our Silver Surfer episode here. Uh, like I said, if you ever do want to design your own episode, just let us know on... Uh, just l- You can join Patreon at the $5 level if you want to leave a request. Just let us know what you wanted to pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that'll that'll bring us to the end uh, of this ep this week. Next week, we'll actually be covering uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be having a guest on next week. Uh, I actually... Uh... Um, do the first three issues of that. It's not bad. Oh, nice. It's not terrible. Uh, we're we're gonna be reading through the first five issues of the new Fifty Two Suicide Squad run, and then watching the movie Suicide yeah. Squad. I have yet to see. I thought I could avoid it forever, but nope. My you've, time. You've has been come. drafted. My time has come. Yep. Well, we we got to get in there before uh, Birds. Of, we're gonna start a Birds of Prey series right after that. Oh, so right, we're gonna, right. We're gonna get some, yeah, at least uh, some action of, in there. At least it kind of segues. It'll set you up. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also gonna have a guest on that episode. Dan from the uh, the Super Sons podcast is gonna yeah. be joining us to talk about that book and the movie um because we we showed up on his podcast to, to do an episode of the doom patrol once oh ah, yeah uh, so he's returning the favor he's gonna pop in here and tell us what he thinks because <laughs> he's he told me he was gonna come in and try and so he's, he's like i'm gonna defend the movie you you wait i'm gonna come in and defend <laughs> it i'm like okay if you're gonna make that your mission i'm ready <laughs> all right I, I mean i can't say anything yet hey, maybe on the rewatch i'll love it who knows hey. i'll be like wait with all this context Oh my God! I mean, I, I would live for you. I mean, I'm gonna go in with an open mind. <laughs> hubba hubba! But I feel like as soon as I see Jared Leto, I'm gonna become physically upset. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the natural reaction to seeing Jared Leto. I think that's why I haven't uh, minded the comic book so far, is because there haven't there hasn't been a douchey Jared Leto joke. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> 
All right, but that'll be the end. The end of this episode. So, uh, this don't. Uh, if you're waiting for the next episode next week, don't worry. We will be there Monday. Don't let the darkness engulf you. Oh yeah. If uh, if we forever let it be the the odds that stir us, not the goal. Where then would Valor be? Where then would Valor be? Join us next week, everybody. Agents of Comic Book. Yeah.